What is up, true believers, and welcome to the Cross Media Show, or as, again, they're about to be for the next few Mondays, Marvel Mondays. It is time to talk WandaVision Episode 4, everyone. And we've got some great people. I I cannot state how big this episode is, boys and girls. But before we get into our guest, my co-host, Ruben Guerrero, is here. Raising, braving, I can't even talk words correctly, Ruben. Braving the storm that is the winter storm up in the Northeast. Ruben, are you doing okay up there? It's very cold. My dad turned off the heat because he was like, that's too much money. So I'm just freezing my ass off up here. Well, I hope you're staying safe up there. I know after this last episode, you're probably not emotionally safe after what what happened. But anyway, Ruben, enough about you. Jeez. We have some wonderful guests to get through. And if you're on Twitter, the internet, Reddit, wherever, if you're looking at the constellations outside, you know of these two. These two titans. For on this show, we have Internet Mel from Mel Fleets Her Tweets here, boys and girls. Mel, how are you doing today? I'm all right. I'm live. Never before happened, so I'm doing it. So so glad we could be the exclusive first live show for Internet Mel. The first of many, I would assume. Just remember us when you're famous. And in the opposite corner from her is a man. No, 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 nay, Ruben. A myth. A legend, some would say. When you go into the Rocky Mountains and you stand outside, you can hear this man yell because of, you know, echoes and acoustics and whatnot, Ruben, science. The man from, he's, he's the stadium man, boys and girls. Aaron Sini, welcome to the show. How are Thanks you? for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to tell Mel why her name is fake and really get into all of her Marvel takes and how bad they are. Wow. How rude. You asked for bloodshed, and here we are. Listen. Yes, this is what we wanted. I didn't expect it to go fight. that hard. Right out the gates. She knows it. Right, right out the gates. You can fleet about it later. It's all right, Falker. No, I keep you out of it. <laughs> Again, if, if you call, if you follow kind of funny, if you follow kind of funny, I can't speak any words today, Ruben. I don't know what it is. I'm just so nervous. That's okay. If you follow kind of funny, you know these two. These two argue, they bicker, they have fist fought once, head cannon in my head, and it was a draw, but we got him here to talk Marvel, and again, WandaVision episode four, man, what an episode. I don't know. And it, it barely was... featured Wanda and Vision, that's, that's what's so crazy about it, it barely featured True. those two, and it arguably is the strongest episode so far this season. I'm just so, upset. Sorry, Eric. I'm I'm just upset we didn't get another commercial. That is true. The commercials have been pretty solid. Yeah, we got a part of one. That doesn't count. But before we get into our thoughts on the episode, I thought, like we've done with the last two episodes, we ask our guests what their favorite Marvel movie and character is. So, Aaron, we'll start with you first. What is your favorite MCU character and movie? Okay, well, I was telling you before the show, this is a hard decision between uh, Winter Soldier and Ragnarok. Um, But I am going to say 
My favorite Marvel movie is Winter Soldier. But I will say my favorite Marvel character is Thor. Uh, I think his arc and journey through the whole thing is actually probably the most impressive as I've like kind of gone back and processed it. And big shout out to Ragnarok for that, as well as the end game and Infinity War. Uh, his arc is just amazing. So Winter Soldier, best movie, Thor, best character. And as I said last episode, last week, it's crazy how if you would have told me that Thor would be probably the most popular MCU character right now, I, I would have called you crazy. But it, it, it's insane yeah. how popular he is now, especially after the Dark World. It's almost like saying Aquaman is going to be the biggest DCU character. Yeah, but like nobody believes that to ever happen. You know? <laughs> it's true. That's why I said almost because, like, I understand Thor is not in like the comic realm and people that follow that. He's not like talking to fish. I get that, but you know, I really thought it would be like your Tony Stark or whatever. But no, Thor's arc was so good; it was so perfect. And him staying bro Thor at the end of Endgame is incredible. Oh God, I just can't wait for Asgardians of the Galaxy. And that better be yeah, the name of the, the really movie. It better it's, be. It's Thor, Love and Love and Thunder. No, I meant for Asgardians. Uh, for Guardians 3. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. I'm pretty sure James Gunn's going to call it Volume 3. <laughs> I mean, you could still call it Volume 3, but, like, just change. Yeah. Uh, put a piece of tape on Guardians. It yeah. just has the AS, you know? It's just crazy to show what I know this sounds cliche or thing, what a good writer and director can do for a character. Yeah. The way Taika Waititi just changed Thor. It's outstanding. Mm-hmm. And Into such a lovable character. Speaking of, as we were talking on the pre-show, they've released some of the set photos for Thor Love and Thunder. And let me tell you, Chris Emsworth is now the envy of everyone with those triceps and back muscles right there. That dude is jacked again. He's definitely losing the bro Thor look, which is upsetting. It's weird that he still has kind of the long hair. I kind of hope he would go back to the short hair because he does look his best with short hair, according to my wife. So um, I hope that comes back. According to me, I totally agree. Yeah, I also have to agree with that. I I find him much more. uh, How do I explain this? A character I can like understand better with the short hair not i don't need him with a man bun you know that's just me yeah that's all right you heard it here first i have a thing against Has he got a man bun? not not really but like just the long hair you know that's like, like the top ponytail thing over the rest of the listen as somebody who's clearly follically challenged i'm not about to start talking about what i think his <laughs> hairstyle is um, i bet he'll have a man bun in this movie. I hope not. I can see it. A messy man. Maybe bun. eating some avocado toast. <laughs> Get yeah. on there. Alright, Mel, what is your favorite MCU movie and character? So, movie, if you put Endgame and Infinity War aside, number two would be Winter Soldier. So, we stand Winter Soldier in this podcast. But number one is Guardians 2. I love that movie. Just uh, come on, man. <laughs> How do you go from I love it. That was that was my face when she said that the first time. That two was the favorite. I just like it's just from the moment it starts, 
with little Groot dancing. There's that huge scene. Like, I am so happy to be there. Like, it just, it's so good. And I love the, what they do with the characters. I think it's such a fun movie. Like, watching the first Guardians, I love that one too. I think it's, like, ranked, like, closely behind in my books. But, like, that one, it's a bit slower. You get to know the characters. And then all hell breaks loose in the second one. It's just so much fun. And I love it. It's a blast. I mean, that, that opening is incredible. You can't deny it. With you got a little baby group dancing, they're fighting the giant monster, talking trash to each other. Rock is trying to steal batteries. Like, no, I mean it's it's great. And I I really hope we get to see some awesome Adam Warlock out of it after that setup. But And then I'm crying at the end. So full circle. You know what had a better opening? Age of Ultron. Language. Come on, you know. Oh, that is a really good opening, actually. Oh. The attack on the base. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then the whole like language and yeah, you get a lot of those like kind of jokes set up and it does just start off being like, you wanted your Avengers. Here they are being Avengers. That's, that is a really good opening. I don't know if if we can bring it back to winter soldier again, the on your left bit. is great. That that could be my favorite. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. That takes us all the way to the end of the series. Right. 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 End game. They call that back. Becomes like one of the most iconic lines on your left. Does anyone? I was trying to think of how. Oh, I'm sorry, Aaron. I cut you off. Ragnarok open? That's terrible. No, that's okay. Ragnarok is Uh, him in the base. Oh Um, yeah, yeah. no, that's a better. That's a really good opening too. Him with the guy with the you know he's spinning around and telling the whole story. (laughs) Like I'm wondering you better how you got here. Yeah, that shit's hilarious. And him stopping him so he could turn around. Before, got it. Yeah, exactly. Hold on, one second. Just, (laughs) I'm not gonna turn all the way around. not that committed to the bit sorry that's okay speaking of being committed to bits so before we get started does anyone have anything else to say i didn't say my favorite character that's right ruben how dare you not ask mel mel who's your favorite character oh so after your take on guardians 2 do we need to keep going exactly yes okay (laughs) obviously i love thor he's probably like favorite mainstream but Talos from Captain Marvel, I love that character to death. And I am so excited to see him in like future stuff. I just think he's, I love that character. I wish he got more stuff. So I'm excited he's going to. Okay. Isn't he You're supposed to be leading like the that. Secret Invasion show? I think so. Yeah. He's part uh, of it. Uh, I'm ha- yeah, Ben Ben's Mickelson, or however you pronounce his yeah. last name. Uh, he's great in anything he does. He's so yeah, definitely fantastic. Very great. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like that, easily one of that his. Was a good yeah, character. that was a, such a good role. Good pull, Mel. I'm proud of you. I think she just looked that one up. Thank you. Uh, okay, Ruben, <laughs> we're supposed to stay unbiased here. I, I'm just I saying. I'm, down. I'm just saying. I think she just looked that up. I'm a guest in your house. You're right. You're right. My apologies. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone, for Ruben's rudeness. So, um, unbelievable! Is that a Marvel cup? No, it's my Destiny cup. Disappointed. Let me get a little uh, liquid courage right here. There you go. Did you just chug something and then chug another? Oh boy! Okay. Drinks on drinks on drinks. Ruben, yes. are you ready? I was born ready. 
Team Aaron, are you ready? Or prepared to know, that's for sure. Just kidding, Mel. Team I'm Internet ready. Mel, are you ready? I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, live from the Cross Media Show and to the millions watching around the world. Okay, Let's get ready to rumble. Oh, thank God he cut himself out. <laughs> I was gonna say Michael Buffer is calling you right now. Yeah, <laughs> he wants his money. <laughs> WandaVision episode four was so good. What was it? I, I can't agreed. I, I can't. I know. I know. We just. I just did a bit, Ruben. But let's bring it back to seriousness. Okay. Episode four was really good. So before we get first initial impressions, I am going to read a little synopsis of the episode so everyone knows where we stand so we remember at the end of episode three that monica rambo geraldine as some people may know her as was knocked out of westview onto ground and we see a bunch of sword helicopters approaching her we don't know how she got there but boy did this episode show us so we start the episode with probably one of the most dramatic things that they could do, and that is seeing everyone come back from the blip, the snap, whatever you want to call it, and that was intense. Especially given how we were shown it in Spider-Man Far From Home, when it was this comedic thing where they're playing basketball, all of a sudden the band just appears and runs into everybody. So it's like, haha, that's funny. Now it's like, oh, this is how people would really act. Screaming, panic everywhere. And I thought I thought this was really well done. So, you know what? I'm going to change it up a little bit. Let's just talk about the episode as we go along. So what did y'all think of the beginning with the reverse snap moment? Ruben, no. we'll start with you. Like, no. With me. Mel, sorry, sorry. No. My internet, my internet. I didn't see that you were speaking until I heard your audio. I'm like, oh crap! I interrupted Mel. Mel, what did you think? No, I'm just so excited about it. Like, literally going into the title screen, just chills. Like, I was like, all right, let's go. It felt like I was in a Marvel movie. Like, loved it. I, it, it it's crazy how you 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 just see like the reverse disintegration. And just the appearing everyone, every like little bits of puzzle pieces coming together to form somebody. Um, I thought that was really good. I thought it was really nice to hear the Captain Marvel lines as Monica's coming back. I yeah. thought that was a really nice touch. So coming back to Captain Marvel, as Mel was talking about earlier, I thought I thought that was really nice with this one. So Aaron, what did you think? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> the unsnapping as it is, uh, that was, I thought, the coolest thing and. Mel kind of nailed it. Like that was the first time I felt like I was almost sitting down in a theater watching another Marvel movie for the first time. And after a year of no Marvel, like, man, it was definitely a let's go moment. I had chills. I hated how Spider-Man handled it, that they just kind of made it a joke and moved on. I wanted to kind of <sighs> see this like 
concept of the chaos of what this would actually be like. And then her like discovering what's happened as she's walking in the hall and like still not really putting any pieces together and running into people and people just appearing in front of her and then her knocking the guy over and finally seeing the doctor and it all clicks. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was really, really well done on how they decided to handle that and show us how she got to where she is. Okay. First of all, Spider-Man Far From Home did it phenomenally, okay? The band coming the band coming in while they're playing basketball, perfection. And I won't have you tarnish. I'd love that in a Will Ferrell movie. No, I I won't have you tarnish Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> I, I, on I think this it podcast. makes I think it makes sense because Spider-Man Far From Home was this fun quirky teenage movie. Yeah. Whereas this is like super serious. Exactly. It brings a whole new meaning to that one time at bank camp, you know? No. Oh, God. Ruben, this is not 2007. Okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. We're, it not, brings... we're not doing this. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, no, but definitely I was the one time I decided, hey, let me watch this on my iPad instead of my TV because uh, for some stupid reason I decided to do that. I hated it. I hated that decision that i made not the episode i i oh, loved what they did yeah it definitely <laughs> is on me i um no no it was a great opening i did think like we spent a little too much time with like the blip stuff happening with her but of course you gotta make sure people know what the hell happened with the blip um yeah, just the whole thing, the whole snarkiness where she goes into uh, the office for the first time and the security guard goes, hey, obviously you don't work here if the badge doesn't work. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then the guy comes over and tells him off and it was just really great. I liked it a lot. I think it's interesting how, especially that one doctor who she was trying to get help, he's like, I- I've got to call my wife or something like that. It I don't know. I didn't check. You guys just recently rewatched it. Did he get brought back or was he? I think already he there? was realizing people were returning and he was trying. Mm-hmm. I bet his wife was snapped was kind of the impression I got when I rewatched mm-hmm. it today. And so it was like, a sorry, literally nothing else happens. I need to call and see if she's back is is kind of how I took it. Interesting. You think that he left his cell phone, her cell phone in the exact spot that she left? I don't know. I don't know how the blip really works. Like if they also brought. It could have even been a kids. Well, Ruben, to answer your question, this was used. Yeah, no. And it would I, snap. Yeah, I and get then that. And everyone disappeared. Yes, but so my that, question is, my question is, did it, they all disappear? Let's say if I had a cell phone in my pocket, did the cell phone also disappear? Yes. Oh, okay. Because if you think about like Spider-Man's armor, that's all just tech on him, right? And he. This faded is away. true. This is true. Okay. Then never mind. Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, 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 it was nice to see like a real human moment right there, like people freaking out of just, oh my god, all this cra- craziness is happening. People are coming back. Oh my, my wife. Like it's been five years for him, but three seconds maybe for her. So I, I, I thought. Like Mel uh, said, like this was a really, really well done beginning. And it seems like for most people on the internet, um, everyone enjoyed it. Yes, Mel. 
Um, also, just the fact that the hospital was like, oh shit, what are we going to do? Because you figure there's probably patients that they deemed dead that are coming back. So like filling rooms and now they have all their current patients. Like the hospital is just in chaos for that reason. And I liked seeing it go slow and like take the time to go through it. Like it really was a movie scene instead of like flashing through it quickly and saying it's a TV show. We got other stuff to do. Like, I don't know. I really liked being in that moment with them. Y- yes. Aaron. <laughs> I like this format of raising your hand. <laughs> to your point of like, it's only been three seconds for the wife. I-, I thought that same realization for Monica was just really interesting to watch as like her panic was actually not people suddenly reappearing. She's like, I can deal with that later. Where is my mother? Yeah. Like when I closed my eyes, I was in a chair next to my sick mom who I just got a great report on and I need to find her. So I liked that she also wasn't really dealing with the chaos. She had like a straight priority because again, she doesn't know that she's been gone for five years. So I thought that was also really interesting to watch. Like you got to see both processes of how people were dealing with what was happening. You got to see it through the doctor's eyes of like, you've been gone for five years. And then you're also seeing Monica who doesn't even know she's been gone. She thought she dozed off. Yeah. Um, to Mel's point, I did want to point out, I'm pretty sure there was a doctor that said, we don't even have any more bets for this, which was great. That's all I had. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope someone secretly would have been like, man, I am a doctor and this sure is strange. That was a really bad one. Ah, Dr. Strange. That was a really bad um, one. So after Monica returns to S.W.O.R.D., she finds out that she has been grounded by the acting sword director on um report um yeah on orders from her mother which i thought was nice and it was good to see that monica's mother was the one who i i am drawing a blank on her name does anyone remember the mom's name maria, maria. rambo yes um it's nice to hear uh, the director say yeah when your mom made sword um i thought that was really cool it was cool to see nice little easter eggs of uh, Maria's name being Photon, her nickname being Photon, which is what Monica uses, yep. uh, the moniker sometimes. Um, I thought that was really cool. And then we find out she's got to go to New Jersey, of all places. I mean, am I right, Ruben? <laughs> I can't Jersey. decline to comment. Okay. And so she gets to Jersey because a missing persons report, you know, the, the sentient weapon organization research division, I believe, you know, because it's different from the actual comics version. Yes. Uh, we get sent on a missing persons case in Jersey. So we get there and we're introduced to our favorite FBI agent, Agent Wu, which I'm, I'm so glad he's back. Me too. He was I love such you, a joy. I got the greatest tweet that came out today by Stephen Ford. An entire Disney Plus show about Jimmy Woo just working weird cases in the MCU, like a fun X Files. Make it happen. I would I, watch it. I would watch the living shit out of that. Hundred percent. And I, I thought it was really nice. Uh, so my wife didn't notice it for the first time, but he does the card trick that Scott taught him. I oh, thought does that he? was. Re- I thought that was really. I thought that was really cool. I missed that. I yeah, did miss you, that too. It, yeah, if you notice, he does the card trick that he was taught, and I was like, "Oh, that's just a fun little Easter egg right there." Where it's like, if you if you know the MCU, if you love the MCU, it's just fun little things like that, just callbacks to a very fun movie, Ant Man and the Wasp. So I, I enjoyed that very much. And then uh, we get really X Files here, as you were saying earlier, where 
Westview doesn't exist. This isn't real. Like I'm from Eastview. Yeah. By the way, Ruben, is that a real town, Eastview? I don't. I, I don't have Jacob Porter the on the line right I? now. I can't really tell. Right, um, let me so, look that up. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, that's when I, it started to get really weird in this episode, uh, where these guys are like, yeah, this doesn't, this isn't supposed to. I don't know what this is, and so. I thought it was I thought it was really cool to, you know, we've been dealing with this weird show with WandaVision, seeing all these weird powers, but then we get this real actual human element of like this town, these people, they're not supposed to be here. And it's just like, oh my God, yes, there are real people that deal with these situations, not just superpowered gods with powers from infinity stones. Like and that's what I think the most important part of this episode was. It was good to see behind the scenes. It was good to see the people that make up all these Marvel divisions and stuff, how they reacted to it. Um, but it was then that Monica sees like the force field. And it was, it was kind of crazy how she was just drawn to it. You know, as someone who's deals with all this stuff, you would think she'd be a little more uh, cautious with approaching a weird energy field, but she just goes through it. Cause why not? Well, it almost seems like it pulls her in. Well, like, she had she, put her hand in, yep. and then and then once she gets the hand in, it like pulled her in. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird to me because she like gets like the, at first she has complete control, and then she falls in. But then if you jump to later in the episode when he's crawling through the sewers, like there is no resistance, no nothing. He's just no, yeah. He just keeps going. The, like his yeah, clothes just which, change. It's because it's underground. Mm, of course. <laughs> Naturally. Yes. Um, but it was also cool to see the helicopter drone that um, we saw in episode two. Yeah. Uh, there, that was the one right there. Um, so after that, when Monica disappears, Sword just takes over the place. And uh, we see everyone's favorite astrophysicist. Well, if you like Natalie Portman. Uh, if you like Jane Foster, sure. But everyone's favorite, Meow Meow. Uh, um, <laughs> Darcy comes back, and I, I'm so glad she's back. She was so fun in, in the, both the Thor movies she was in. So I'm glad she's back. I'm glad she has her doctorate. Hell yeah. I, liked that I love that one part. It's like, Miss this way. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's doctor. Yeah, it's so, so good. Um, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. Ruben, help me out here. What happens next? Um, they have her do a couple tests and she finds out that there is the, uh, I forgot what it was called, but it was some radiation in the background and she realizes that she can use the, t- uh, old timey TV and there's a picture. Yeah. She finds cosmic radiation and she says it's not at a dangerous level yet. And then one of her other scanners picks up like a high frequency wave, like laying over the top of that radiation. And that's when she realizes she can use the TV. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought it got really weird and meta at this point where you have all these people watching this show, just like we're watching the show. And so like the, the members of this universe are kind of like the audience in this scenario. They're watching this with us. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but, uh, we're getting about halfway so far. Aaron and Mel, do you have any thoughts so far? I realize I've been talking for a long time. Yes, Mel. Um, I realized 
this like a little thing that shouldn't matter, but it was it was neat that this one doesn't have a theme song. Like obviously it's not a part of the TV show, but like doesn't say WandaVision anywhere to acknowledge the TV show. Like it's just the Marvel credits and then we're in, we're in the real world. Like this isn't the show anymore. So that was cool. Interesting. I didn't even realize that. I don't like Pat Dennings at all in Thor one or two, but I really liked her in this episode. (laughs) I actually felt like they redeemed Darcy for me. I just, I just think she's so over the top in the first two movies, and like, I just don't care a lot to be honest. I'm way more focused on like Natalie Portman, and I just didn't ever think she ever really brought a lot to it. To be perfectly blunt, um, but no, I really enjoyed her in this. And somebody needs to get her t- her damn cup of coffee. She asks like four or five times, "Where's my coffee?" And she's a doctor. Get her, get her coffee, Aaron. I'm glad right. you said it because I can't stand Cat Dennings. I, yeah, she I, just doesn't do much for me. She's just in general, Ruben, yeah, or just in these. Continue in these. I'm just. I stop now because I'm very upset with. I'm cross with you right now. In general, cross media show. Yeah, in general, I don't find her funny. I don't find her uh, like a good actress. Quite frankly, you know what it is. I think it's because she looks a little too much like Hillary Duff. That could just be me. Me and Mel just made the exact same, <laughs> same thing. It could be me. That could be me. Listen, listen, listen. That could just be me. But I, I, for some reason, she reminds me of Hillary Duff, and I, I, I don't know. I miss Lizzie McGuire. You know. When I watched this the first time, like with Darcy's character, some parts I felt like, oh, it's just it's a different beat, it's a different tone, and. It it stood out, like it took me out of it a little bit. I still thought it was funny, but it definitely like took me out of the show. But watching it the second time when I knew like that's the vibe, like it flowed a lot better. Not that that's a compliment to the show because the first time's the most important, but like yeah, I, I feel it too. It's just totally different from what we've been seeing all season, and she just set, it's a different energy. Yeah. So I, after- I'm going through the credits of Cat Dennings, and I gotta say, like. Nothing's really girls? jumping out at Come me. On, I didn't like, even really like Nick and Nora's infant playlist. Although I do love Charlie Bartlett. Shout out to Robert Downey Jr. Um, Miss Dennings, if you're watching this yeah. show, I just want you to know you're great. And if but you want to be on the never show, never come on the show sure ever again. Wonderful human being. I just, yeah. I just tend to not enjoy her. The things it's, she's it's, in. It's, it's all fine. good. Um, yeah. So afterwards, we see that Agent Wu and uh, Darcy. Start doing what pretty much the audience of the MCU has been doing and start getting on whiteboards, starts writing questions. Like, I enjoyed the line where she said, okay, is it just me? He is dead. Like, he's not blipped. He he died, right? I I really liked that because I... For some reason, I like this idea of like this acknowledgement when we talk about these real world characters now knowing about these very super powerful beings. And yeah, it probably was reported at some point that the Avenger vision was killed. And so that was just kind of a like, oh, right. This this thing that happens to this core group of people known as the Avengers does actually affect the rest of the world. So, yeah, I really appreciated that she stopped and also called that out like. He's not blipped. He he's supposed to be dead. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how the show handles it because it's like super like they're definitely pointing it out to the audience too because like 
if he was dead and Wanda brought him back, you'd think Wanda would have like full control over his actions, but she doesn't. Like when he's in the show, he's trying to figure things out, realizing Wanda's not okay. Like he's clearly got his own sentience going on. So I'm really curious to see what that means for Vision going forward. Especially not to jump ahead. I know we'll get there, but that shot of him still being very dead, which I, I love when a show can get me to react like, like physically. And I, I audibly gasped when they first turned and it was his corpse. I was like, Oh, <laughs> so I, I'm also very curious to see how they're going to handle this. Cause you're right. It's not like it's just a direct figment of her imagination. Um, he is asking questions. He is noticing like the guy cutting into the wall in episode three. So it's, what is going on with vision? So the theory I had last week was, uh, I think one of our guests had pointed it out that she, uh, vision was, uh, using super speed, uh, to get the doctor to bring him over to the house when she was delivering the babies. Um, and somebody had said, I'm pretty sure that's not one of Vision's superpowers. So I think what it is, it's half that it's, it is vision, as like a past memory for her, but it's also her like subconscious wondering like what the fuck is going on, you know, like whatever mm-hmm. she needs at the moment is what he can do. I could possibly, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. More of like a split personality at this point, right? Yeah. That's the part of her that's protecting her from allowing to like deal with the fact that vision is dead. So she has just recreated him, but she, it would break her own illusion if she was just controlling him. So it's just Correct. like this separate conscience that's taking off. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. And um, so I, I, like I said, I enjoyed that, like seeing Agent Wu right on thing, right on the board. Is Vision alive? Because these are questions that we have asked as an audience. And then stuff like the hexagons. What what do they mean? Of course, they could be a reference to you know Wanda's hex powers, or it could be you know in the very first second episode we got the Beekeeper. And this could be AIM again. We don't really know. Because um, AIM, beekeepers, honeycombs, what, whatever you want to call it, these could be just little call-outs. So don't know what these hexagons are supposed to represent yet. Um, but it was also nice how they started putting together that these are actual people inside Westview. Like They feel like this is the driver's license. This is, this, this is, this is them. These are uh- actual live people. I like how uh, one of the people that they pointed out, he's like, Herb has been, uh, this guy has been casted for Herb as if it, they were actually talking about yeah, the TV the show. Casting language was yeah. really, really interesting. Oh, this person's playing this person. Yep. Yeah, I did appreciate that as well, that they, how they chose to like make their language yeah. a little bit more like filmy was, was fun. It's um, one of my favorite parts of the episode when uh, they're picking the people absolutely. up. Absolutely. It was a really great part. And, and it was interesting. They didn't say anything about Agatha. I was trying to look the second time, like what was on her page to see, because I have a feeling this part's going to be relevant coming back. And also there was some theories that Herb was like someone in the comics, but no, he's just John Collins. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you make, you make a great point. If you look at uh, Agatha or I forget Abigail, is, is that her name on the show? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's. I, I think it know. is Agatha, isn't it? Or Abigail. Um, either way, you don't see Agnes, a driver's license. Agnes. Agnes. You don't see a driver's license for her. Yeah, we don't know who she is, and of course, we'll get into some theories a little bit later. But 
It was also nice. I did enjoy the meta joke when Agent Wu looked at the screen and go, why would someone make a sitcom with two Avengers? I, I, I enjoy that line because like they literally made that. Yeah. Um, and I like how Darcy's referencing, like, look, she's done 50, she's done 60. What is she doing here? What is going on? Um, and so they start to notice that Monica Rambo is inside on the TV. They're like, what is she doing? Is she like infiltrated? Does she know what's going on? Um, and I, I thought that was really neat. And then we get to the point. Let me make sure I got this correct. Um, do, 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 do. Yes. Um, so we get to the point in the episode where we see what happens in that confrontation between Wanda and Monica. And we see like the actual thing that's going on. And so she mentions Ultron. Whoops. We have a glitch in the matrix right here. Something is happening. Wanda knows like, oh, wait a minute. Someone outside's coming in. She was like a, a white blood cell. And Monica was the virus in that regard. That's and, why it weirded me out that it pulled Monica into the field. Um, only because from what I can gather, it seems like Wanda has literally just created this entire thing. Um, so you would almost think it would be more resistant to somebody coming in from the outside versus pulling them in. But again, if we have this concept of a subconscious trying to do different things and try to figure it out, and it's also maybe trying to actually help Wanda deal with all the things she's clearly hiding from in this bubble, then maybe that was right. The body kind of fighting back a little bit, if you will pulling in an outsider to help try to break that illusion. Yeah. Also, do we think Dottie's important or no? At this point, we, like she was super was important another, in episode one and now she's just been, gone. that was another thing where you see her paper. I think they showed her paper when they were showing all the castings and I didn't see any, anything for Dottie. Yeah. Who's Dottie? Uh, the lady, the in charge lady of the, the yeah. party that, um, <clears throat> when the radio's going off, she's like, you know how you know how to get a. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she huh. she seemed like she was almost going to be like the villain of the show in the suburbs in that first episode, and makes, now we've just kind of ignored her. So I wonder what her deal is. It makes you wonder: Was she on the the board? No, I don't think so. The, it makes you wonder if they're trying the to if they're yeah. trying to pull a fast one on us, making everybody think Agnes is actually Agatha. When in reality, it could be her. Yeah, it could be possibly. Um, yeah, I thought that was really good. There was also a moment. Can we talk about that scene? Hmm? Can we talk about the scene with Wanda and um, Monica? Oh yeah, I'm I'm about to, I'm about to get to it. Um, I just want to okay. make a a, a quick a, a quick reference that when they're watching the show, there are moments where um, we as an audience saw what was happening, but Cat and them, Cat, <laughs> Darcy and them, did not. Yeah. So like the moments with like cut hands and stuff, they didn't see that on the screen because we already knew that as an audience what had happened. I thought those little moments were good, but Mel makes a good point. Let us get to the best scene in the episode where it it was insane because if you look at Wanda right after she pushes Monica out, she's got that Age of Ultron look where she's using her hex powers yeah. or chaos magic. And I th- and it was interesting after she did it, she like looked at her hands like, oh God, uh, what did I do? Um I, I thought that I thought that was great. Um and then going to what Aaron said earlier, seeing vision dead, that w- that was a shock. 
that that yeah. was truly a shock. The Monica scene was amazing. I loved all of it. I loved that we went into HD and no longer had like this kind of old feel to it. We went into a full aspect ratio. Um, it it suddenly made her realize that she was doing things in a very real world. I think the magic in her checking her out, like you said, she like looked visibly shocked. I think it was also this sudden realization that she's not where she's supposed to be. And she wanted to pull right back in and get back to TV land and get back to her safe space. Um, and I think that's why when she saw vision, it almost looked like she had to shake it off. And what is she shaking off? Is she just getting the illusion back? Is she needing to refocus her powers to make sure that she can stay in this safe space? Um, the show is making me think about mental health a lot, which I think is really cool. People like to write off the Marvel stuff sometimes. It's just like these big blockbusters or whatever. But this idea that she's been through literally so much trauma in the last, you know, however long since we've introduced her into Age of Ultron, that now she's just created this entire fake reality to just hide from and just protect herself from for a while instead of like dealing with the wounds and the trauma of everything that's happened. So I don't know. I think they're going in a lot of really cool places with how this is all working. And like I said, it was like when she got that visual of reality her brain was like, no, no, let's get back to TV. And she, she fixed vision, right? He was like, what's wrong? And he's obviously this grayed out corpse. And then she like looks down when she looks back up, he's fine. So there's obviously a lot going on up here for Wanda. Yes, Mel. Yeah. Also like, okay. I want to talk about both of them, but Monica first, like there was theories that she was, she went in intentionally. She was going to try and, fix things so people like in my head I was like oh she brought up Ultron maybe it wasn't a mistake and like earlier in the show when she's like what are you doing here like you were thinking oh no like Monica slipped up but no like those are just more glitches in the, uh, in it so there's a point where Geraldine's all like actually genuinely like what no I'm just your neighbor like that's not Monica pretending that's Geraldine in the show being like no what I'm, I'm normal like it's fine um, and then, yeah, with what Aaron's talking about with Wanda, like where we left Wanda, like three weeks ago, she just got blipped back in front of exactly where Vision died with literally nothing left in Wakanda. Like, so she's probably coming back with all the Avengers around her and like whoever else left. And they're probably like, oh, we got to go back to the galaxy or we got to do all this. And Wanda's probably sitting there like, where the hell do I go? Like, she literally has nothing in that moment. Like she could go back to Avengers like headquarters. Well, I guess actually, no, she can't. Um, but like, yeah, she has nothing in that moment. So what she do? She goes to New Jersey, I guess. Yeah, I don't I know. Know. That's a really good point, Mel. That's not something I've actually really thought about. Like the end of Endgame, she had to help save the universe. He, she literally gets to look Thanos in the eye and say, "You took everything from me." So we know she has nothing left. Now we have no Avengers. Cap went back in time to go start his life over with the love of his life. Tony's dead. Um, Guardians are gone. Thor went with him. She's just like, that's cool, I guess. I'm going to go start a sitcom in New Jersey. She's got Winter Soldier and Falcon. She's got Winter Soldier and Falcon. That's all I'm saying. No, they had to go make their own show. Yeah, yeah, Ruben. (laughs) They're doing who knows what. How can I find out in March? You're right. You're right. (laughs) <laughs> I think the show um, Aaron brings up a good point the MCU has not really done trauma 
that much. Like the only trauma we really got was Tony's PTSD in Iron Man three. And so, yeah, yes, Eric, Ruben. So anyway, um, I think it was really good because she's also lost her brother. So like when you mentioned earlier, I think me personally, uh, like we discussed last week, I think that was her subconscious remembering Quicksilver uh, vision being able to run super fast. Like she's lost her brother to this infinity stuff. She's lost the love of her life to this infinity stuff. And she does not know what to do. And she is the most powerful thing in the universe. So I, I think it's really good. And it really teaches everyone that it, it's really hard to let go. Yeah. It's very hard. It's not the easiest thing to do, but you have to try. And I, I think it's really cool to see Vision, like Mel was mentioning earlier, Vision is, he's noticing something's up. And I think even after like she comes back after the corpse moment, he's like, you know, we don't have to stay here. That was me telling like Vision is like, I know I'm not real. Okay. We can go anywhere. D- do you want to stay in New Jersey? <laughs> she says no we can't which was like so powerful because she's like no we can't go anywhere like stuck here kind of thing like not that they're actually stuck but mentally she's stuck well i think it's mentally really sorry ruben you go well i think it's just that it's mentally that they're stuck there but also like vision is there's no way that she can keep up that appearance for vision like in the outside world that's all that's all i have to say Aaron, go ahead. Um, yeah, and... just the same thing. I think when she says she's stuck there, like she is literally mentally stuck there. She's like, if I go, yeah, this all goes away, and I have to start actually dealing with all this shit that's happened in my life. So this is one of the better like messagings that I think Marvel's done. And I'm sure if I go back and watch, I would find a lot of these layers throughout the movies um, when I pay attention to them. But this one specifically, I've just I've. We're just connected with the theme so well of what we do to protect ourselves mentally. So yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. Um, I think I noticed, so I, I went back and watched the first episode and the scene when Mr. Hart is choking, I thought that Mrs. Hart was looking at him the whole time. And I realized she's looking at Wanda the whole time saying, stop it. And it's got me thinking, uh, these characters, these cast members, are they being held here against their will? Or is like has Wanda just plucked them out from reality, or is this a case where they know exactly what's going on? And Wanda's, if you mess this up, I oh, will no. destroy you. I no, think I think she's controlling it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think she just plucked them out from their everyday lives, and this is what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. Do we know if they're all from that and town? I think, no, they're not. Mm, they're no. all from Jersey, because. Okay. Because it would make sense. My to theory me. is that they're all in that town. That yeah. she went and like established this show and put this bubble over it, and anybody who lived there is just now a part of it. That's how I kind of took it, but we don't technically know if they're all from there. No. And th- this episode really led to some crazy theories of what does is Mephisto going to show up? Because you know we've seen this stuff where Wanda, what she's been able to do, and just you know, fix some stuff here, move some stuff around, call some red powers and stuff. But is she powerful enough at this moment in time that we are aware of to create this whole entire illusion? Or does she have help? Is she being controlled like a Sith Lord from the side going, gah, 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 do this. Ah, da, da, da. 
And so that was my Palpatine impersonation. Thank you very much. Um, so uh, what is, and this is just theories. I'm not saying this is what's happening, but it could be an interesting thing that my personal thing is I think Mephisto has Quicksilver and Vision in hell. And there's going to be a thing where Wanda has to choose. Because I think Quicksilver is going to show up in the show at huh. some moment in time. That's me personally. I think Aaron, they're going to get him come in for an episode. He's going to show up and that's going to cause Wanda's walls and her head just to crumble down. Wow. And she's going to go, bah. Interesting. You think that's going to, that's what's going to happen. That would be really, really good if they managed to pull that off without anybody actually knowing that it happened. They've done crazier stuff. They have. They literally did the Infinity Saga, so I mean they can they can well, I mean, they can they, do the Lord of Hell. They literally killed off Iron Man, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that this is <clears throat> Wanda's story. I I think that even though we're talking about it like within the context of the movies, that she didn't really have anywhere to go at the end of this. From an actual film and storytelling standpoint, her arc didn't get to end. Um, and so, like, I would be okay with that, but I really think that this is all her, and this is really them helping her close her chapter in the Infinity Saga. This is like a really good epilogue chapter that's just focused on Wanda. Um, and I, I hope that's kind of the route they actually go is her, like, really starting to accept and move things. What that means for her in the MCU, like, does she get to come back? Do we have new stories to tell with her later? Or is she going to just like leave this whole thing once she kind of closes this chapter on her life? The babies come with her when she comes out of this world or I think they do. You think they do? You think those are, I I have a uh, manifested real life into her. I have a theory that those kids are the beginning of the mutants. Oh, yeah. I, cool. It, it's interesting. Uh, they released like a, a one minute teaser for the next few episodes. And there is a moment where like Wanda and Vision are like squaring each other up. So I hope there gets oh. to a point where like Vision is like, you have got to stop this. Like, I am dead. You have to stop. She's like, nope, nope, I'm not doing it. And Wanda could become bad. Like Griffin said in the last episode. It would be really cool if Wanda became bad and she's the villain in the next Doctor Strange movie. Oh, shoot. I like that actually a lot. And that actually like kind of bookends her whole journey. Yeah. That could be really interesting. I will she say... She's not in this episode. Like, was a villain in this episode, 100%. Yeah. We feel sorry she for her. Monica, that is a bad moment. Yeah. I don't know if there's a villain um, moment, but I think it's just her protecting herself, you know? Like, sure. Nobody told. Isn't that Monica. a villain? Yeah, but nobody told Monica to fucking go through the, the, the you know, the thing. Nobody told her to say Ultron. Yeah. <laughs> Break exactly. the illusion. Exactly. This is her fault. <laughs> um, and we still have to find out if. Agnes is going to, or one of them is going to be Agatha Harkness. It could be a red herring the whole time. That we think, oh, this, she's going to be, te- this witch is going to be teaching Wanda um, how to use her powers, but it could not. Like I said, Wanda could go bad. We don't know. And that's what's so great about this. We don't know. Even the characters in the show, I like how 
Jimmy, uh, Agent Wu, and Darcy were like, is it a pocket dimension? What is it? We're like, we don't know what this is. And I think that's yeah. really great to show that we don't... <laughs> I'll say it again. We don't know, Ruben. We don't know what's going on. You're absolutely and right. This is definitely one of the first times Marvel, I feel like, has just kept me on my heels the entire time. Like, I, I agree. I just genuinely don't know where they're going, um, but in such a good and exciting way. And also, I mean, we know Marvel messes with trailers to throw people off. Like, are we going to get that moment with Vision and Agnes where she says, am I dead? It's like, no, why would you be dead? She's like, because you're dead. Like, was that also just to throw people off? I kind of hope not because that moment in that trailer gives me freaking chills every time. And I can't wait to see what that looks like. And that could be what triggers the square off that you were talking about. Yeah. But either way, man, it's, it's an exciting time to be a Marvel fan and to have this back. And especially after a year off of nothing, nothing Marvel. And uh, as I met, as I mentioned on the earlier show, like remember in the trailers when, she says, this is our home and Vision is going, let's fight for it then. After this last episode, who are they fighting? Like, is Sword about right. to come through and about to get them? And Wanda's like, nope, we're going to destroy all these humans right here. So I thought it was interesting. But Mel, I see that I cut you off and I am terribly sorry. What do you have to say? No, it's okay. Because what you said is perfectly relevant. Like, what happens when they rewind? Because what happened to Beekeeper Man? Is he dead is he blipped out of existence like it's that was weird that he didn't come back and they rewinded like he's just gone yeah and we don't know what, at the end of that episode like she just flashes and they're back in the house in episode two when we see beekeeper man yeah poor guy i love weird stuff i love alternate dimension pocket dimension stuff oh my god yeah. I, I do. This show is as trippy as I wanted it to be when I first saw the trailer. I was Absolutely. like, "Oh god, I hope this show is just weird." Yes, and it is, and I love it. I love how it get how weird it gets. All this stuff. I'm just so happy that this was a show and not a movie. You know, like I think this Same. was definitely the right call to turn this into a, a show, just because. I don't think a lot of people would have gotten this if you translated it to the big screen. But you no, know, I agree. This me. needed to have its time to breathe and move through the decades. Yes. And, have people think yeah. of, Oh, well, what do you think is going to happen next episode? Um, I, I did want to just get back to one thing, Eric, you had said that they had put hexagons on the board. I know this mm-hmm. was a while back, but, uh, I think it was just the shape of the, I guess the reality bubble. Yeah. Like that, it looks like a hex, but also like in the comics, Wanda's powers are like hex powers. Okay. So hexagonal stuff like that. Okay. Um, and it's, the I also saw another theory. Connection. Yeah, but I, I don't saw think another theory where it's like, it's six sides and there's three hexagons in this three dimensional space. So six, six, six. I thought that was a fun theory of like bringing Mephisto into it, which means everyone, boys and girls, we need to bring Ghost Rider back. Which means someone give Nicolas Cage a call. Again, He's the only one that's going to be able to stop. Nick Mephisto. Cage is no longer the MCU's. He's the only one. That yeah, can even by canon, they have a different ghost. <laughs> that's now. what I'm saying. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, hold on, I'll deal with the devil after I steal the Declaration of Independence. That's a really I, great Nicholas Cage. Really good yeah. Nicholas Cage, Eric. So it was I, so much better than your Palpatine. 
I know. Gak, gak. That's why we got Will Beeman. Will Beeman is the master of all Star Wars impressions. So that's I, I, that's why. Um, but oh god, I love Marvel. I'm so glad. Oh, and just we're we're not even half technically halfway done yet, which is really exciting. Not even halfway done with the show. Yeah. How many are left? There's five, five more. Yeah, did we get ten episodes? Oh, I thought nine. it was only like nine episodes. Yep, we get nine episodes. We got nine episodes here, and Falcon and Winter Soldier is six. So they said Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be like six 50-minute episodes. Good. That's what we need. Oh, my God. I need Falcon and Winter Soldier right now. <laughs> I, I need some Captain America stuff. What was that? Two and a half hours left of this? Like, Maybe. They've got a, full, got a full movie left of uh, WandaVision to make some stuff happen. Yeah. I... I... I do want to pose a question, at, well, to the guests, because I think me and Erica have already discussed this on the show. Aaron, what do you think the future of the MCU looks like? What, what are you hopeful for? Oh, that's a good question. And one I ask myself often after the Infinity Saga wrapped up, the multiverse of madness, I think, is going to be really interesting. Um, I I have a theory on where we're going with Spider-Man. I think Multiverse of Madness introduces that for the third Spider-Man movie. I think that's where you get him over to Sony. That Not to make it into a business, too, but I do think that dictates decisions on where these universes are going. Yeah. Um, I think you kick Tom Holland over to Sony through the multiverse in his wow. third and final movie. And then what I would really, really, really want to see is that we get two or three movies in Sony's universe with Tom Holland, but you give them miles Morales and you establish this mentor relationship with him and miles. And eventually he says, okay, you have this New York, you can save this New York after they take off the, take on the sinister six or whatever. And then Tom Holland comes back into the MCU is what I'm hoping for. And we get to continue to see him and Dr. Strange and what the Avengers look like in this like new realm. Um, but I also really think we're – I hope I hope we're headed for Secret War. So I would love to see that. There's now rumors that Chris Evans might is in talks for maybe like a one-and-done movie. That's a perfect way to do it is Fingers bring crossed. him in through Secret War. Fingers I think that would crossed. be super cool. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just start establishing new stories and new characters and um, growing the ones that we still have, I think we'll slowly start to see even more of a passing of the guard, even more than we did with like Tony and Peter. Um, you know, Thor's stories are gonna wrap up at some point. And are we, is Thor Love and Thunder that? Is that where we're gonna establish Lady Thor and have these new stories to tell over there? So that's the best I can give you is my theory that the multiverse is gonna be opened and that is going to make things go crazy because then it's endless amount of possibilities. Not to mention, how are we bringing in the X-Men? How are we bringing in mutants into this world? Because uh, that's super cool that they can do that now too. I agree. I don't know. It's an exciting time. It is. But they also have huge shoes to fill after the Infinity Saga, which is an incredible feat of 22 movies. And I think they've already kind of proven that, right? Like yeah, this show sure. has definitely lived up to the hype. This is yeah. a, a, not a new Marvel movie every week, but it's like little little crumbs leading us into something greater. And I, I'm yeah. very excited for it. I'm kind of bummed that the next Marvel movie is Black Widow. Um I'm excited to watch it, but it just feels so inconsequential compared to 
WandaVision, which is now pushing forward a post-Endgame era show. Yeah. Um, we do have Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is dealing with the ramifications of Cap leaving. Black Widow just being this like past movie, it just feels odd, I guess. So I'm excited to see more of where we move on from Thanos and what that looks like. They should have swapped it with uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Totally agreed. Mel, where do you think the MCU is going? Um, I don't feel qualified to answer this question. I am very, very new to the MCU. Like, I just, other than seeing Guardians 1 and 2 in theaters as, like, a casual viewer, I started watching all of these movies with kind of funny leading up to Infinity War. Like, that was my first time seeing, like, everything except for the two Guardians movies. Um, and then I watched them all again before Endgame. So I feel like I've caught up. I kind of know what's going on, but I know nothing about like the comics or anything. But I do like that now with the shows, they don't need to do 22 movies to get somewhere good again. Like it's a way to fast track that process. We can do less movies and still have amazing stories. So I'm just happy to be along for the ride. And and that's a good mindset to have. I know we like to think about these shows like they what kind of topics they deal with but they're also just fun rides and sometimes it's good to remember that sometimes it's good to remember hey this is just hey sit on your couch or when you're laying in your bed press play have a fun time that's what these can be sometimes now two things ruben i'd like to say yeah one is empty related one is not one i just saw on twitter that apparently ryan coogler is making a black panther tv show for Disney Plus. Okay. Which is really, really cool. I would like to see that. Wait. Wakanda, great. So does that mean they're still doing Black Panther 2? It or? looks like they're still doing Black Panther 2, but they're also doing a TV a show. Wakanda series. They did not say it was a Black, Black Panther. Panther series. Not to call oh. you out. Okay. Because that would make more sense. I don't know. I, I need to be called out if I say something wrong, Aaron. So thank you. No yeah. problem. <laughs> I just, I think that this is going to be their way of maybe raising up sherry to take over the mantle something like that but they did very explicitly say it's a wakanda series coming to disney plus which is still dope as hell i'm excited for that i love black panther and two i just saw this and it's not marvel related but it's important in the world of nerddom the resident evil village developers have officially stated how tall our new favorite vampire lady is and with her heels and her hat, nine, she is six. nine feet six inches. That Good is Lord. I am ready to be chased by her. All right. Move all right, back to MCU. <laughs> Glad we had to get that a little bit out of the way. Um, does anyone have any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up? Um, I just this show is let me exceeding my expectations. That's my final thoughts. I can't believe that this is as good as it is. And rewatching this episode today just reminded me that hot damn Marvel health still has plenty in the tank of stories to tell. And I, I just can't wait to see what these next five episodes do. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm done cutting off Ruben. That's okay. No, Mal, go first. Um, I think, no, this show has been great. I, I, I've seen like online, everyone likes it, but the non-Marvel fans, I, I don't know about after this episode, but they're very slow. Like, I watched it with people that, like, watch all the movies but aren't as into, like, the lore. And they were just like, okay, 
all right, we'll see. And that's kind of the general opinion, which which is sad for this show because I hope like the reviews don't go that way, but I'm glad that a lot of people are really excited about it. I'm really excited about it. And I think the future series are gonna be better for the casual fans too. Like Falcon Winter Soldier will probably give people the pow pow that they want. So. Yeah. And I think that's what it was that it's the show was just too weird for people that they're looking for the action that a Marvel movie gives and they just haven't seen it yet. And Wanda's not a popular character. So I think like, Wanda needs her own movie. After no this. Yeah. Like, cause people don't know who Wanda is. So watching this show, they're like, wait, what's she from again? Which is why they put out the legends and everything. But um, yeah, I hope they're on board. Did now. you watch the legends? <laughs> Oh, is that that recap they do understand. of everyone? I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like, you know, relive your favorite moments from the Infinity Saga. And I was like, I'm going to watch this. And then they're like, they're just seven minute hype trailers about characters. Like, I wish they would dig in a little bit and go a little bit deeper or make shit, make it documentary style and like interview the actors on what they thought about playing it. But no, I mean, it is literally just like seven minute hype trailers per character. But that's because it's not for us. That's, That's for people that it's are not a show for us. It was in the background. The people that I watched the show with right after they watched this, they're like, oh, I kind of remember that now. Wait, what movie is that? And it kind of gets the gears turning. So, yeah, that's why we don't like Legends is because fair. it's not made for us. And that's uh, I, 100% fair. One thing I hope is that they do what they did with The Mandalorian and have like a show dedicated to the behind the scenes of how they made this show. I think that could be really cool because that man, that behind the scenes Mandalorian is fantastic and especially like maybe interviewing dick van dyke and stuff and interviewing a bunch of people from tv throughout the years and just to see the inspiration where that came from i thought i think that could be really good but yeah it's great that the show is able to bring in hardcore mcu fans uh casual mcu fans and people who are just looking for a good show to watch so i I definitely the mcu is in good hands i mean it was always in good hands with kevin feige but uh um I have one last thing I wanted to mention. Uh, and what is that, Ruben? At JBomb11 said, the gr- really great tweet. Uh, first WandaVision, then the SNL. What a great week for John Krasinski. And I was like, yeah, that's definitely right. You know? Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Asian Jim. Yeah. Oh, my boyfriend did that to me. <laughs> he he was, watches the MCU movies, but not as in-depth as I am and he's like I said okay do you know who like Jimmy Woo is and he's like Jim from the office I was like no like the agent because he's more into the office than I am so we had this whole back and forth like over the phone like we're not even oh, together no. right now and I was trying to figure it out he sends me the picture and I'm like did you photoshop this <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah that's all I had all right Everyone, it is time to reach my least favorite part of the show, the the ending. But that doesn't mean it has to be all sad. It is time to do some plugs. Aaron, we'll start with you. Where can all the glorious people find you? Yeah, uh, at Aaron Sini on Twitter, A-A-R-O-N-S-E-A-N-E-Y. Uh, you can also check out my new show live every single Tuesday on twitch.tv slash awesomely average gaming. Uh, I just interview different content creators every Tuesday. It's been a lot of fun Been having a great time. You can also find that page uh, at awesomely AVG on Twitter because uh, the average was way too long. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, that Twitter is brand new, so definitely go give it a follow. Uh, I have an intern running it named Chad. He sucks, but otherwise, it's been fun. Chad yelled at me last night, everyone. Just so I, Chad yelled at me about my playing of the Hitman games. So Chad is delightful. Chad is delightful. Okay. Where do you find these people? Oh, Chad's the worst. No, Chad's great. And don't forget of your Stadia podcast. Mr. And then also, of course, um, we'll be doing it right after this. Uh, every other Monday, though, typically I record Speaking of Stadia with the most wonderful Jacob Porter. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, just search Speaking of Stadia. We're also on all your favorite podcast services around the globe. And coming to a galaxy near you. Uh, I, I can attest, uh, everyone, Aaron makes... I don't want to use the word delicious, but I'm going to. He makes delicious content. Um, definitely check his stuff out. It's really good. Yeah. Thank Give him you. A like. It's, been, him it's subscribe. been so much fun doing it. So, yeah, he, check it out. He is, he is one of the best people on the internet now. Um, so follow his stuff. And going to the other side of the room, Mel, tell the lovely people where they can find your stuff. Yeah, um, I rebranded. I don't use my last name on Twitter anymore. So I'm at Internet Mel on Twitter. Um, I fleet my tweets there, which is, you know, <laughs> you'll see. Um, and uh, <laughs> thanks, Ruben, for the support. It's just um, such a also, great... Also, what's kind of cool... Continue, sorry. Okay, it's okay. Um What's kind of cool is Aaron and I did a little show this past week where we just talk about us and how we met through kind of funny and why we were feuding on Twitter. So <laughs> that's out there. And it was a lot of fun to make. So Yeah, that show is called Give Me 20. You can find it through the Awesomely Average podcast links. Um, we just put it there. It's me and Mel. She came up with the name, not me. Uh, genius. She called it just bonus content because we'll be putting out these 20-minute episodes kind of whenever we have time and when an idea strikes us. That's funny. Um, and that's why we call it give me 20 whatever happens at the end of 20 minutes we cut it off right there um, we don't even care if it's super awkward we're like well and that's our time have a good day so, <laughs> that's a lot of fun check that out bell is hilarious and I'm hoping, hysterical i'm hoping to do some like comedy sets in there i don't know we'll see where it goes please do you have you have wonderful comedic timing like it's insane so right wandavision's right here everyone mel fleeter tweets right here that, that's what we're looking at right now. So please follow Internet Mel on Twitter. Watch her fleets. Watch her tweets. Just give her support and love because she, she deserves it. She's great. She's a wonderful Both of our guests man. are great this week. I, I cannot stress that enough. They are both positive forces in the community, and we are lucky to have them on this show. Ruben, why don't you give this channel the plugs? Um, this week... Uh, we are doing Attack on Titan, the final season, episode eight tomorrow. We are – we might be doing a, a, a penultimate Conquest podcast episode this week. I don't know. We'll see. I got to double-check to see if <laughs> there's content to talk about. Probably the Stadia stuff. That might help. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, I'm asking you on on live – I was going to say live television. On the show. I know my intro made it seem like we were on live television, Ruben. It yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I can understand. Well done. Will you guys come on the podcast? Um, when is it? I don't know. Whenever you guys can do it. Oh, yeah, hit us up. Okay. If Jacob, 
always come in. I always have thoughts on Stadia and what's going on. And everybody needs to know the sky's not falling. But yeah, okay. slide into those DMs after this. I might Absolutely. be able to get Fiona oh. on as well. I can pull some strings there too if I need to. Okay. I'll be your supporter if you need me to be. <laughs> okay. Just go, uh, just go find some, like, some, uh, some construction paper. Exactly. Yeah. That would be perfect yeah, you if know. you could do that. <laughs> so Okay. All right. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, we also yeah, did. Everyone, don't forget to like, follow, whatever the button is on Twitter is for the penultimate conquest. Do there. I am Eric Seagin on Twitter. Hit that follow. But wait, uh, Eric, there's, there's no more. subscription on Twitter, so don't do that. But wait, Eric, what, there's Ruben? more. We I, also did. What? What? I said there's one more thing I forgot to mention. What? We did a special first episode of Tower FM Radio today. Yes. That will be live tomorrow. Our Destiny show, uh, Tower FM Radio, myself and Ro on Twitter, Ro Ro. Uh, make some Destiny content. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, and remember, follow us on Twitch at Penultimate Conquest. Follow us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, Penultimate Conquest. And go to our website, PenultimateConquest.com. A little light right now in terms of game stuff. Yeah. Um, but hopefully get that up um, soon. Um, and I would like to apologize because I believe as though my internet has been the cause of all of these what appear to be interruptions. So I hope you all don't think I was just interrupting you for the sake of it. I, I truly did not seem like you guys were talking. So that's why I would start. So that's you got to love them internets. Got to love your internet service providers. So anyway... Thank you all for being here. I, I was very happy. Very, very, ah, came again. Can't say words. This is a very good episode to do. And until next time, true believers, we'll see you then. So, yeah. <laughs>